Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Happy New Year. All of us here, News Talk, 830-WCCO, and it goes without saying. Um, if you're going to be out and about, uh, do the right thing, don't drink and drive. And the roads could be challenging. Visibility could be challenging. Uh, patchy freezing fog overnight tonight. Patchy freezing fog, a factor on New Year's Day, and then more again on Sunday night. And... There is that winter storm watch, and I wanted to jump into a little bit more detail on that weather because it could certainly have impacts by Monday afternoon while schools are still closed on Monday. Um, a lot of businesses are closed on Monday as celebrate New Year's Day. And then everybody pretty much gets back at it on January 2nd. Um, where I work full-time during the week in the printing biz, I have a feeling some people probably take the second off, uh, but, but no more editorial commentary there. I will be back in the office on Tuesday. Uh, 
but here's the latest on this winter storm watch from the National Weather Service. And th- this was updated this afternoon. So here, here's what we've got. And this is a swath that includes parts of northwest Wisconsin, uh, the Twin Ports, Duluth, Superior. And you kind of draw a line from through the Twin Cities down to the Sioux Falls area. Either side of that line is Winter Storm Watch territory at the moment, according to the Weather Service. Uh, and it is 100% of southern Minnesota. To give you an idea, Duluth Superior, Brainerd, Hinkley, Hayward, St. Cloud, Rice Lake, Wilmer, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Menominee, Marshall, Mankato, Red Wing, uh, Worthington, Jackson, Albert Lee, Austin, Rochester, and then that continues over into South Dakota. And the snowfall outlook uh, for Monday and Tuesday, uh, southwest Minnesota appears to be in the bullseye at the moment. With the Marshall area, in a 50-50 chance of seeing a foot of snow at the moment. We all know the story, depending on the track, etc., that that could move. But it looks like the heaviest snow, or the best chance for the heaviest snow, is in that area from St. Cloud to Wilmer to Marshall, and down towards, say, Brookings, South Dakota, along I-29, if everything holds up as it's tracking right now. But uh, to get you more detail on this winter storm watch as we know it, and this will evolve uh, tonight, tomorrow, and as we move into the day on Monday, and then we'll have a much better idea on what this thing's going to look like. But the winter storm watch extends from Monday night through Tuesday into Tuesday night. And here are those details, as promised. Uh Heavy mixed precipitation, total snow accumulations of 3 to 7 inches, and some ice accumulation is possible. And it does include those areas I talked about. But the target of the heavy snow at the moment is in that Marshall area, up toward Redwood Falls and toward St. Cloud. And... Impacts Monday night through Tuesday night. So it won't be like that last storm that lingered forever here in the Twin Cities. What were we dealing with snow and so forth for about a week? This is this is more like a 24-hour deal, maybe a 30-hour deal uh, for much of us, including here in the cities. Uh, slippery roads, heavy icing could cause down tree branches and power lines. So Keep that in mind in those areas that could get ice. And you know how that goes. The ice builds up on the trees, and then the trees bring the power lines down. In some cases, you'll get enough ice on the lines where they'll come down on their own. So so that is a possibility. But uh, for now, winter storm watch in effect from Monday evening through Tuesday evening. And we'll, we'll certainly keep you up to date. Here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. We visited with Jess Myers earlier. Minnesota and Bemidji State underway up at Bemidji State. This is a straight-up exhibition game. 
I don't think it has any impact on the pairwise or the playoffs or any of that sort of stuff. But they are playing in Bemidji today at 5 o'clock. Let's get you up to date on the first college football playoff game down in Glendale, Arizona. They call it the Fiesta Bowl. And TCU leading Michigan 21-6 to early in the third quarter. Later in Atlanta at what they call the Peach Bowl will be Ohio State and Georgia. And I, I know the University of Georgia is in Athens, GA. It's not in Atlanta. But it is amazing. They get the SEC championship game in their backyard. And now they get the semifinals of the college football playoff in their backyard. And when they eventually move to 12 teams, the, the, the way it's laid out is the top four will get a bye. And then the bottom eight will play. And the top seeds there in that first round will get home games in the college football playoff. Well, that's kind of cool that uh, home games are going to be in the mix for that sort of thing. And I think there might be home games in the mix for the next round of the college football playoff. See, I, I, I like that scenario, all of the NFL. The only neutral site game in the NFL is obviously the Super Bowl. Um, and I, I, I think the semifinals and the championship will still be at neutral sites. And the quarterfinals could be as well. Josh Wheeler is our producer. Josh, I'm not sure if you remember, but but maybe it's just the first round that are on campus sites, and then when they go to 12, then the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the championship would would be at neutral sites. But yeah, so the way it works is NCHC Frozen Full or Frozen Faceoff happens at St. Paul, so that's the conference tournament, and then uh, they usually they did. They started doing remote sites as of last year because I know the Huskies were in um, Albany. No, no, it was uh, it was. I'm trying to think of the other New York. Oh city. yeah, yeah, in college yeah. hockey, there's yeah. A, yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I I think that you know they used to have the the Big Ten tournament would be in Detroit for hockey, and it wouldn't draw flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know they'd have it in St. Paul, or they'd have it wherever. And and now I think they've gone to the high seed yeah. in, in the college hockey tournament. That makes total sense. But I still think they're, they're going to regionals, for instance, in the NCAA and college hockey. And as far as football goes, when they go to 12, yeah. when they expand the playoff to 12, my, if I remember that first round, you'll have the top four seeds get a bye. So so they're, they're into the quarterfinals. Gotcha. So, yeah, so I haven't looked. I haven't even looked into the new playoff scheme. Yeah, I, last I, I think, heard is they were changing it, and right. then I just haven't looked into the details of it. So, yeah, and I and I think that's I think that's what they're going to do, and I think that is a, a really good idea. And by the way, um, TCU is playing really, really well, and Henry Lake, who hosts the Lake Show Monday through Friday, six to nine p.m. here on CCO Sports Schedules, permitting, of course. Had a really great tweet earlier in the day. Michigan was a ten-point favorite in this football game, and I, I didn't see that. I, I watched a fair amount of TCU football this season. Not every game. I'm not going to say that, 
I'm not. I'm not going to be a a George Santos and say I watched every one of their games. I didn't. <laughs> um, and I didn't watch Michigan every Michigan game, but I did catch the game with Ohio State. Good game, and I did catch you know portions of a handful of TCU games. I've been impressed, and they've looked really good today in this football game. Yeah, they're looking really sharp right now. I'm, I'm watching it on the screen right now, and they it's quieter now, but they were firing in all cylinders right out of the gate today. Yeah, they're still in good shape, up 21-6 to six in the third, playing pretty good defense. They've got some breaks. Michigan has made some mistakes, a pick six. They've had it deep in the red zone. They, they've turned it over uh, down on the goal line in this football game. So Michigan has is, is played a flawed game. They're still in it down 21-6 to six in the third. Uh, however, but yeah, I, I'm really waiting for the emergence of that 12th team college football playoff. And I'll tell you why, because the, the bowl season has gotten to the point, for instance, when Minnesota played Syracuse, Hey, they won the game. I'm happy. They, they won the pinstripe bowl in New York city, but it's a pinstripe bowl in New York city. You know, great. Sounds like the kids had a great experience getting to see the sights in New York City. They go to ground zero. Um, they, that, that's, that's great. But is it ultimately meaningful, meaningful football when you're playing in a baseball stadium outside on a crappy field? I, you know, it is what it is. And I'll, I'll be happy to see a college football player. And uh, final comment on Golden Gopher football. If P.J. Fleck can get him to the point where they play in Big Ten championship games or qualify for a college football playoff, color me impressed. But at the moment in time, there's way too many college games, and you need to win, in most cases, half your games to get an invite. Eh. Not all that impressed. 519. Here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. I uh, brought up a comment about George Santos uh, before the break. And I, I was debating whether or not I would bring that up on the program because it is a New Year's Eve. And I, I rarely get political. I'll, I'll have political guests on the program from time to time. Uh, Larry Jacobs, David Schultz, uh, Larry from the U, David from Hamlin, and talk politics from time to time. No question about that. Talk about the elections, the big picture, historical uh, significance of certain things. But the, the whole story about U.S. representative like George Santos of New York and the outright lies he took about, told about his resume, etc. While, while campaigning and then ultimately getting elected to Congress brings up a good point. And it has, in my opinion, nothing to do whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. And this, this isn't about politics. This is about politicians. And I voted my first election when I was 18. And 
vote every time I can. Um, I've missed some. I've missed some primary elections. But generally, in general elections, like that, generally in general elections, I'll get out and vote. And once again, this isn't about Republican or Democrat. This is about our politicians. And what I feel like our expectations should be for the men and women who choose to seek public office. And the higher the public office, the more scrutiny. I, I believe they deserve. I think there needs to be a certain amount of transparency. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to have a law degree from an Ivy League school. To the contrary. I think there needs to be more average citizens, not, not necessarily people with advanced degrees, representing us in St. Paul or in Washington. I, I'm not saying that. You don't need to be a lawyer. You don't need to be a doctor. I, I think the more average citizens, the better. But I also think that those citizens should be scrutinized. What, what indeed is their background? If they're high school graduates, fine. If they're college graduates, fine. If they have an advanced degree, fine. But I would like to know that that's accurate. I'd like to know about their work history. Whatever it is. Teacher, farmer, laborer, whatever. What, what you do for a living but I would like that person to be truthful about that. Republican or Democrat? Once again, this is not a Republican-Democrat thing. This is about our politicians. And then beyond that, particularly people running for higher office, and I would consider that someone representing us in the legislature, a governor or lieutenant governor, let alone members of Congress, or senators, that, that those elected officials, we, they, they should be scrutinized. I also feel like we should have an understanding of their financial dealings. Best window into that, tax returns. It's just my opinion. But isn't it reasonable to understand who these people are, what they've done in their lives, and where they've gotten their money not not so much what they spend it on but where, where do they get their money where did they get their money did they pay their fair share of taxes what whatever that is i guess but i i think we need to do a better job of that part of it and and back to the santos story this guy was clearly telling stories all the time about who he is as a person. That that gives me concern. Not the first and won't be the last. I wish it would be the last. And and that's just my thought on it. That we should expect more and people to be more truthful and forthcoming. And once again, I don't think our legislature or Congress should be filled with people with advanced degrees that come from, for instance, law schools around the country. Judges should probably have gone to law school, but 
I, I don't think it's necessary. I think a wide variety of, of people and backgrounds is a good thing, whether it's in St. Paul or Washington, or for that matter, Madison or Pier or Bismarck. Um, but th- this does bring up an interesting point to think about. Shouldn't we do more? And who does that? Should it be the political parties that better vet these candidates? Is it the media's job? I'm not exactly sure how an individual voter in this particular congressional district in New York would have been able to find out the the truth about Mr. Santos. And now there's going to be investigations, and it'll turn into a political battle of whether or not he should be seated. He'll he'll probably be seated. There there probably isn't the, the legal grounds to not have him seated in Congress. But it does bring up a point. What are our expectations, and what should our expectations be for the people that seek office? You know, for the city council, the mayor. And what do, you, what do we really know about these people? And whose responsibility is it to dig and find out? You know, are, are the people uh, we voting for the people they think they are? Something to think about moving forward in all of this. And like I say, it's, it's, it's not Republican-Democrat. It, it, it's, it's about the men and women who choose to run. And what do we have a right to know about them? I, I think if you choose to run, you, you should be willing to share those tax returns and, and, and share your background, your work history, your resume, and there should be an expectation that will pe- people will dig on both sides into it. That, that should be part of it. More transparency is probably a good thing. 531 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Timberwolves on the radio tonight. They host Detroit. The season has been disappointing. Uh, can they get it turned around? They've dropped five in a row. Carl Anthony Towns, no timetable for his return as of yet. We'll get into all of that with Cal Soderquist as we preview the pregame show starting at 6.30 tonight here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Timberwolves get back at it tonight. Target Center, Saturday night. Should be fun. New Year's Eve. Detroit in town. Cal Soderquist with the pregame show at 6.30. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play after 7 o'clock. And lo and behold, Cal joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Cal, happy new year to you. Yeah, same to you and the listeners, Steve. Happy to be with you. Look forward to the pregame show tonight. Timberwolves back home. They need a win. They have dropped five in a row, Cal. Yeah, they they really could use a win, not only, you know, because it's a season-long five-game skid. Um, You just get back home off a lengthy road trip. You've got a bunch of names on the injury report, kind of even names that are joining the guys that we know are unavailable, like Carl Anthony Towns, Jordan McLaughlin, Torian Prince. Um, and really, when you look at this opponent and, and maybe compare it to the next handful of opponents, you know, the Detroit Pistons, you cannot let this one slip away. You know, they're, they've got the worst record in the league right now. They're missing some of their most important pieces, including uh, the recent number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham. So 
despite it being the second end of a back-to-back and despite us not knowing which of, you know, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, or Kyle Anderson will or will not be available tonight, it's still a game that when you look at the talent on both sides, the Wolves have the talent advantage and, and need to handle business. Yeah, you brought up Ant. He went down hard in the road trip finale against the Milwaukee Bucks. He did return to action, but I would assume the way he fell, that was one of those that were certainly going to hurt a lot more on the flight home than the next day, today. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, even before, so the team announced it as a hip contusion, and even before we knew that that was what the injury was, it just kind of the way he moved around, even, you know, you mentioned he returned to the game, but you could see him kind of favoring it in either his gait or his stride as he moved around. And you can tell he wanted to be back out there. I have no doubt that he's making all pushes to play again tonight. But like you said, um, if it is sort of like a, a bruise, you know, those things, they get so much worse the following day. And it's almost, a perfect storm uh, in the sense that the Wolves had to play right away again tonight, 24 hours after he suffered the injury, because if they play tomorrow or if, if they play Monday, like they do play Monday, but if that were the next game, then maybe Ant is, uh, you know, he's, he's healed up and ready to go by then, but we'll see. It sounds like all three of Keith, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson are legitimate game time decisions. So uh, we will see, you know, probably once they go out and go through warm-ups, we'll see how uh, how they're all feeling. Yeah, and uh, Alan Horton, who will take over on the play-by-play tonight, <clears throat> great follow on Twitter at Wolves Radio. Ant's been durable. Uh, Alan sent out that tweet, played in 187 out of a possible 197 games, including postseason during his three-year career. That's extraordinary. It really is, and I think it just kind of fits uh, fits his vibe overall in terms of, you know, when he is out there playing, he's got such an infectious spirit, you know, the way he plays. He, you could see the joy that he has when he plays the game, and yep. I think that, that bleeds over into the fact that he just wants to be out there every single night. You know, at his age, he does not want to hear about, uh, you know, strategic rest and load management and all those things that, some of the other guys deal with that, that are more, you know, veteran players and really just genuinely loves to get out there and play. And I think, I think back to, you know, the, the loss in new Orleans earlier this week when it was a one point loss, but the wolves had the final possession and Ant kind of got to the baseline and attempted a, a fadeaway uh, baseline jumper that was just off the mark. It would have went in right before the final horn and, and given Minnesota a win and, he spoke with Alan at shoot-around yesterday in Milwaukee about that, that attempt right at the buzzer and said, man, I thought it was in, but I, I know I'm going to make the next one. And I think just his overall mentality and the way he plays the game, you know, I think it really, it really just kind of permeates throughout this team. And it's, honestly, it's a mentality they need right now when they're missing key players and they're kind of just stuck in that slump and guys have tendencies to hang their heads. But Ant is the kind of guy you want around – uh, to go out there and try to try to lift you to one of those victories. Yeah, and they're rapidly coming up on the halfway point of the season already. It, it, it it's amazing uh, how how quickly it goes. And and for the Timberwolves, they just really haven't been able to find their footing early on. Uh, it, it was a struggle for that uh, starting group to mesh, including Carl Anthony Towns. And then of course everything changed with uh, Cat going down to injury, and uh, we we still have 
no timetable for his return at this point, Cal. No, no definitive timetable. I think uh, the last we heard from head coach Chris Finch, I, I think he described it as still a multitude of weeks. And, and I honestly, I had to Google whether that means a specific number. Um, but I think it's just one of those things, I guess, as long as we don't hear about setbacks or anything like that, that that's probably good news. And you just hope that the team can kind of continue to gel together and, and tread water without him. And, and really, when you look at the stretch ahead, as we look into January, they're going to be at home a ton. And, and you couldn't really say that for the last month and change. Um, they were on the road a bunch. And, and, yeah, they've had some pretty bad luck with injuries. That maybe will continue for the next few games, depending on who returns uh, of these guys that are that are either questionable or out. But just to be back in their home building for an extended stretch um, over really this next month and change, I think it's going to be huge. You know, it's not, not just Ant that plays well. Uh, in front of the home fans, but I think the team really, you know, we've seen great crowds all season. It, it kind of started last year. Um, there really is a home court advantage now for this team when they play in this building, and I, I think they lean on it at times, especially, you know, we hope for a great crowd here tonight because they're they're playing the second end of a back-to-back. They just got back from a lengthy road trip, and they're probably going to need a little bit of that, you know, arena energy to fuel them, uh, especially maybe early on. Um, you, you you brought up the game time decisions, in, including Rudy Gobert, and uh, R- Rudy's been in and out of the lineup with, with some nagging injuries. He has, and I, I think it's unfortunate because, especially the timing, in the sense that um, you know he played arguably his most aggressive uh, defensive half in the first half against New Orleans. I think he had three blocks officially, but you know uh, affecting and impacting so many other. Pelicans drives on Wednesday and then he came out and uh, got in foul trouble and uh, then picked up the illness and, and missed a shoot around yesterday and obviously missed that game last night. So it's, it's just been some kind of some bad luck, not only for Rudy, but I, I think, you know, with the flashes we saw earlier in the week, maybe he was starting and it sounded like, you know, there was a real challenge from the coaching staff to, to go out and be as aggressive as possible defensively. Don't worry about the foul calls. Um, and we saw that from him in that Pelicans game before, you know, ultimately in that second half, it was just way too much Zion. But I think that that's at least a sign that he's getting more and more comfortable in, in this system, both offensively and defensively. And hopefully whatever kind of bug he has, we know it's not COVID, he's not in the protocols, but hopefully he uh, he gets over it sooner rather than later. Yeah, so uh, as of late, illness uh, for Rudy Gobert. We'll, we'll see, once again, game time decisions. You'll have more on the pregame show. Speaking of that, Cal, what have you got coming up between 6.30 and 7? Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully uh, get an update on that injury report. Usually, you know, guys go out to go through warm-ups about 15 minutes from now, so we'll see maybe how they respond to those. And we'll obviously pass along, uh, pass along updates as we get them. We know... Alan will check in with head coach Chris Finch uh, to kind of break down maybe some of the opportunities they'll have against this this Pistons team that just has struggled this year. And then uh, we'll also check in on some of the other games. It's kind of a busy, you know, New Year's Eve slate across the NBA, and we got some good matchups that we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on as well. Yeah, in an important game because they want to end that five game skid. They'd love to do it at home, but oh by the way, right after the New Year, Monday night, Denver then Portland, then the L.A. Clippers on this four-game homestand for the Timberwolves before they uh, head out 
to Houston and Detroit. So the, after tonight, some pretty tough homestand after a difficult road trip, Cal. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's. I, I was peeking ahead at that. I'm sure fans are peeking ahead at that yeah, just no in doubt. terms of it's, it's, it's really been a long string of tough matchups with the Bucks and the Pelicans, the way they've played, Miami, you know, earlier in the week. But I think I, I don't have the numbers behind this, and I, I, we'll maybe try to dig up the stats, but it, you just you can't carry a losing streak into a new year, right? I think you have to, you have to stop this thing right here and, and leave it in 2022 and then start fresh next year. The other funny thing real quick that, that Alan pointed out is 16 and 20, the, the team's record right now, it's the exact same record they had through 36 games last year before oh, wow. they really caught fire right right at the start of January, and we know how they finished that season. I think it was something like 30, 30 and 19, 30 and 16. I, I couldn't do the math off the top of my head. but So it's there's parallels there. It's obviously a different team, different roster, but that should be a sign of optimism for the fan base that there is still a lot of time to orchestrate a turnaround. Um, well, Always good to visit with you, Cal. Thanks for the time. I know you're getting busy, uh, busy uh, for the uh, pregame show at 6.30. And then, of course, Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Cal at the half and postgame as well. And you'll hear them all, all season long here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. Cal, Happy New Year. You too. Thanks, Steve. We'll talk soon. All right. Cal Soderquist, good enough to join us here. Quick break. We'll come back, get you up to date on the scoreboard. Things tightening up a bit at the Fiesta Bowl in that college football playoff. They are going up and down the field. Michigan still in it. We'll have that for you here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Michigan trying to climb back into it. They're down 21-6 at the half. They got it to... I think twenty one sixteen, if I'm not mistaken, Josh. Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah twenty one nine at one point. Then Michigan got a touchdown. It's like we got a ball game. Yeah, they keep coming back. They they're not going away quietly, but at the same time, TCU's just overpowering them on the answer. So I don't know if yeah, I'd even call it a comeback. Thir- <laughs> yeah, late third now. It's forty one twenty two, TCU leading Michigan. TCO literally every time they have the ball, it's like they're going to go down and score a touchdown. That's the way it's transpired. So Michigan here late in the third, they've got to go down. They got to score. They got to find a way to get a stop uh, if they have any shot. I'm not going to say it's over, but uh, TCU looking really good going to the fourth down in Glendale, Arizona. Then it'll be Ohio State and Georgia a little bit later on in the other semifinal. And then Sunday, big day in the NFL, big day for the Vikings, border battle. Minnesota at Green Bay. Weather is not going to be a factor for this football game. When they kick it off, um, it's going to be a very pleasant day by January 1 standards in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Highs well into the 30s. So the Vikings indeed catch a bit of a break in that one. Garrett Bradbury, uh uh, appears to be uh, the, the biggest player out for the Minnesota Vikings, the most important player. Uh, center Garrett Bradbury will not play tomorrow. We visited with Andrew Kramer uh, en route to Green Bay earlier in the program here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. But they are just going up and down the field 
at the Fiesta Bowl in that semifinal. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, weather, another big story. We'll continue to keep an eye on We have all the news at 6, and then we'll count you down to the Timberwolves and the Pistons tonight from Target Center, our pregame show with Cal at 6.30, and then Alan Horton with all the play-by-play tonight. But we have a winter storm watch in effect uh, for Monday night, all day Tuesday, continuing into Tuesday night. And th- this extends, if you want to kind of follow along, Sioux Falls to the cities and then up toward the twin ports of Duluth Superior. And this includes uh, Brainerd, Hinckley, Hayward, St. Cloud, Cambridge, Rice Lake, Menominee, New Richmond, uh, Red Wing, Hutch, Wilmer, Madison, Minnesota, Marshall, Redwood Falls, Mankato, Faribault, Rochester, Austin, Albert Lee, Fairmont, uh, Jackson, Worthington, Laverne, and and as I mentioned, over to the Sioux Falls metro area. And this is rain, snow, and ice because temps are going to be pretty warm. We're going to keep an eye on this one. We We could see some power outages with this one as well. We'll have the news at 6 in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.